0: I'm your host, Marley Bird. You can catch the Yarn Thing podcast live every Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock Mountain Time. That's 12 o'clock on the East Coast, 9 o'clock on the West Coast, and 11 o'clock in the Midwest. If you are anywhere else in the world and would like to join us live for the podcast, please Google what time 10 o'clock Mountain Time is for you. I do live in Denver, Colorado. You can come and join the fun. There is a live Facebook live broadcast of the the behind-the-scenes that is available at Marley Bird uh, Facebook page. It's the Marley Bird Facebook page. You can join me there. Or you can always just hang out and enjoy your cup of coffee or your Diet Dr. Pepper and listen to the show on your favorite podcatcher. Let's say thank you to our sponsors, Buffalo Wool Company, Creative Bugs, Aaron Lane Bags, Craftsy.com, Stitches.Events, And Red Heart Yarns, where I'm the proud
1: national spokesperson.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to our last Thursday podcast, at least for the summer. I don't know if I will come back four Thursday shows after the summer, maybe in the fall. I mean, we're going to kind of play it by ear, but this is the very last Thursday podcast for a while. Um, so hopefully you're enjoying that. You got to listen to me twice this week, twice. Yay. Or for those of you who are catching up on podcasts, maybe you have just decided to binge on Marley. And um, you know, those of you that are like that, I don't know how you do it. Cause <laughs> even, even I don't want to listen to myself that much, but Hey, thanks for listening. <laughs> Um, I'm excited for today's guest because it's not often that we get yarn shop owners on the podcast, but it's a real treat when we do because more often than not, they are doing something different than what other yarn shop owners are doing and they are making it happen and today is no exception to that. I will be honest and say that I did not know Sonia prior to this podcast. This was uh, Tammy's recommendation, and Tammy got it all scheduled, and I am happy that she did because I am excited to hear all about Sonia's Yarn Shop and what she's doing to make it different and set apart from everything else. And I know that all of you are going to want to listen in and hear all about it as well. I will give you a heads up. There are some pretty spectacular prizes today. So you want to make sure you listen. uh, If you're listening live especially, make sure you have that phone number ready to go. I'll give it to you now, 347 539 5589 when it's time to call in to win a prize you definitely are going to want to do that and those of you who are not listening live don't worry there's going to be a chance for you to win a prize as well so everybody here in the yarn thing podcast land let's give Sonia and I'm not going to even try to pronounce her last name a big welcome hi Sonia how are you (laughs) hello I'm great thank you for having me I'm excited you're here. I should have asked you how to say your last name before the show, but we were just talking and I just, I forgot to. So how do you say it?
2: Um, so it's funny, whenever I'm put on the spot like this, I'm like, how do I say it? But
0: it's uh, Sonia Roots. Root c and and the yep. way it's spells everybody it's R-U-Y-T-S and so I'm just I'm terrible at reading things and pronouncing things so I'm a roots all right got it all right Sonia so uh you are a yarn shop owner in Oregon and what is the name of your shop our
2: shop is named Stash and we're in beautiful downtown Corvallis Oregon
0: very cool and just like many knitters and crocheters out there not just like you probably had a dream of you know i really like this i'm going to open a yarn store and i'm assuming that's the way it is because that's that seems to be the typical uh journey for yarn shop shop owners so let's kind of take it back and start off with you know how did you learn to knit or crochet and when did it become something that you were just like i i've got to own a yarn store
2: Mm, Okay.
0: So this goes back a little over 10 years ago when
2: I was living in Bloomington, Indiana. So shout out to anybody in the Midwest there. I was not really seeking out to learn to knit, which is funny to me now. I had really no um, awareness of it. As a kid, my grandmothers both were big crocheters, and so I had learned how to do that from them and made some granny squares and ripple blankets and and really enjoyed playing with yarn in that way. But as an adult, it hadn't um, entered my my life yet again. So um, we were in Bloomington, and my partner was in graduate school, and I was working at a bookstore. And a friend of mine just asked if I wanted to go to this little fiber festival with her. And I, you know, was up for the new experience. And so I went with her and then a few of, of other friends joined us at my house afterward and they all brought their knitting. And so I was kind of like powerless against their enthusiasm. Um, and my friend Natasha taught me to knit that night. And I I can still remember that first yarn. It was like an orange speckly um, acrylic yarn. And I made a garter stitch scarf and but then I, I you know I knit until the yarn was gone and then I had no idea what to do right. <laughs> as it happened yeah. Yeah. and uh, so then I had to ask for help from another friend like how do I get these stitches off the needles and, and what do I do so for me learning to knit was an accident and it was kind of a community thing you know because it brought me together with some friends in a different way which I love. um that being said, I didn't really stick with it immediately. It wasn't until about a year later that uh, we moved again, and I was in a new community, this time in Wallingford, Connecticut, and didn't know anybody. So I was looking for ways to meet people because, you know, it's kind of hard to meet people and make friends as a grown-up, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and- <laughs> and knitting is a great way to to find a community and crochet and so I joined a, a meetup group a stitch and bitch meetup group that met at a Panera and I remember going to Michael's right before the meeting and buying some yarn and some needles and really having no idea what I was going to do but um, I was hoping they could help me and that group of women turned out to be so supportive and so inspirational because, you know, I'm sitting there with my ball of yarn, not knowing what to make. And there were people sitting at that table doing lace shawls and sweaters and socks and blankets. And it really opened my eyes to what was possible with this, this craft. And um, I pretty much haven't stopped knitting since and that was 2006. So
0: cool. <laughs> yeah. So what brought you to Oregon and then to the yarn shop? Yeah. So I moved to Oregon
2: in 2010. Yeah. So we relocated because my partner got a job out here and we're both originally from the West Coast and wanted to find a way back after we had kids. And so my daughter was a baby when we moved here and again needed to meet people, right? So I found the knitting group and started going and there was a yarn shop in town and it was it was nice and I you know certainly shopped there, but they didn't carry a lot of the types of yarn that I was really like lusting after. And so you know, I lived here for about a year before I started seriously looking into opening um, a yarn shop that kind of served a different market than the existing one in town. Um, I dreamed of having, you know, a lot of the yarns that you would see online, but never saw in person, right? And a place where you could, like a curated experience of hand-dyed natural fiber yarns. And so, you know, that's what I went for at at the beginning. And, you know, dreaming of owning a yarn store is really a fun dream, and I had a lot of exciting ideas and people that I wanted to work with and partner with. And it came together really quickly. I have to say, like, I remember going to stitches West, February, 2011, and I got back and was like fired up to do the business plan and find a space and everything and um, signed a lease that summer and started working on the space and we opened in October of 2011. So it, it, it came together pretty quickly, which is crazy. And I had a toddler. So, you know, Cause it was side. not, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right. I tend to do that. Like I, you know, just start to feel settled with one thing and then I add something else huge to my life and, you know, figure it out as I go along and, you know.
0: <laughs> I'm like, girl, I got three kids and three dogs because life was not exciting <laughs> enough. I mean, it is, everybody's like, three dogs and three I'm like yeah <laughs> <a dog." laughs> it's just it's yeah that's, yeah <laughs> um yeah that's, so you know you got to keep things interesting yeah absolutely so here you are so did, was your partner is she a, or she he I don't know yeah a knitter or crocheter also I mean are they supportive or are they do they work there with you? um So over the years I've tried
2: to teach her how to knit and she's not interested, which is totally fine because she's super supportive about all things yarn related and in fact like bought me for my first Swift for Christmas and has been really helpful in the shop in terms of, you know, help giving me somebody to bounce ideas off of and, you know, logistical things like setting up the Wi Fi and all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, she has her own career and, and this is this is my thing. So we're kind of uh, we joke that we're we're like a knitting power couple. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's you know, it's fun. And we we stay busy and I've had another baby since. So oh he's now a little over two and so yeah like life is full and fun and crazy
0: (laughs) oh my gosh oh my gosh so here you are you have a store now you have two babies and is it everything you dreamed it would be and more like what are what are some of the things I mean I think that's that's the misconception I have a really good friend who owned a yarn store and I worked there for five years and she was so excited to open the yarn store. She was like, I'm going to be able to knit with my friends and, and play with the yarn. And her big realization was that she doesn't get to knit nearly as much as she thought she would. It's a lot of clerical type of work. And that was frustrating for her. Um, do you find mm-hmm. it's the same? You know, I,
2: I had similar aspirations when I opened because I wanted stash to be a a community gathering space and to draw people in to learn to knit and crochet and to um, be able to network and support and help one another. And so we kind of designed the shop with that in mind and yeah, it definitely running a yarn shop definitely cuts into your knitting time. I will say, and I never knit at work and I, I hate to dash anybody's dreams, but that that's the reality. And it's, fun work but it is work and I, I take it very seriously like this is a business that I want to build as a, a legacy in our community and for my children and um, so I, I do spend a lot of time on the more kind of like business building networking um, side of things and, and doing creative projects like our yarn story collection and the podcast and, you know, special events and things like that. So yeah, there are tons of things to do during the day at the computer. Um, Plus I'm in the shop on the floor talking with customers and helping um, solve knitting problems and all that good stuff. So I really don't um, miss knitting while I'm at the shop because I'm immersed in that yeah. um culture so to speak um and so yeah I get to knit at night after the kids are in bed and I do always keep a project in my car and my yeah. purse you know just in case <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> you got to be ready if I'm if you're sitting you got to be working with some yarn so I is it everything I hoped it would be it is and and more like I I never imagined some of the things that have happened and some of the people I've been able to meet and work with. And so it's, it's a wonderful thing and it's, it's hard. I will admit it. It's it's hard work. And um, retail is a roller coaster. Like there are these highs and lows and ups and downs that are unpredictable. And yeah. like, one season what's working really well all of a sudden stops working and you don't know quite why. And so there's a lot of like trying to figure it out as you go and testing and changing and um, keeping communication open with our customers and our vendors. And so, yeah, you kind of have to have a certain um, (laughs) like grit and risk tolerance to be in business and, um, and not lose sight of why you wanted to start the business in the first place. So whenever I start to feel a little burnt out or wore down, I have to like take a break, play with some yarn, get on Ravelry and, and try to remember like why it is that I fell in love with yarn and knitting in the first place That's and come awesome. back to that.
0: That's, that's really important. That's really important. So you said earlier, you know, one of the big appeals of opening the yarn store is that way you could carry the yarn that you, you tend to see online, but you don't see in stores or, or you went to Stitches West. And I mean, I know the yarn and fiber overload that that is Stitches West. It's amazing. I'm always telling Mm -hmm. everybody, Stitches West is amazing. And I'm going to say it again. It's It's
1: enormous.
0: It's enormous. And it's not just because they're sponsors, you guys. Even if they didn't sponsor the show anymore, I would tell you Stitches West is fantastic. But knowing that you have this passion for this really great yarn, um, what are some of the things that you did to really set your store apart from other yarn stores that you might have gone to and to be able to supply that kind of yarn to your customer? Mm
2: -hmm. I started out with a vision of having a really, you know, open welcoming um bright cheerful kind of friendly place and so a lot of the decisions that i made in the beginning kind of um, supported that so we we have a really open floor plan there's a play area in the back for littles Um, we have a big white table for our classroom space and then when it came time to pick the yarn to fill the shelves i did go to people that I had worked with their yarn before, so I wanted to support other um, women run businesses and other small American businesses as much as possible and so we started out with wow, trip down memory lane our some of our first yarns were also from the west coast of the Pacific Northwest, so like going to stitches and other regional events really helped me meet people see the see the yarn in person and kind of hear the story behind the yarn, which is something I'm really passionate about. I think when we know the people and the circumstances that go into creating the things that we're buying, we feel even more connected to them. And once you're making something with your hands and you know the story that went into the yarn, you're continuing that story as you make the thing that you're making and whether you keep it or give it away, like it's, it's a beautiful thing. And so I, I partnered with people who had, had stories to tell and um, needed a venue to help spread their, their message. And so early on, we had Imperial Yarn and Knitted Wit and Spin Cycle Yarns and, oh my gosh, a lot of these we still have today. And it's been fun to see how the companies have grown and changed over the years along with us. Um, Gosh, other Indie Dyers. We had Huckleberry Knits and Three Three Fates Yarns. And now we're, you know, still working with a lot of those people, and we've expanded, and we're a flagship store now for Brooklyn Tweed and Quince & Company Yarns. And then we also have just a rotating cast of um, local Indie Dyers. And then kind of some of the main... um, like larger indie dyers that we try to stock all the time are Madeline Tosh, Sweet Georgia Yarns, Hazel Knits, Knitted Wits. Um, Good yarns. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm not going to say that I'm a yarn snob because I think that every yarn has its place and there's a, a a great application for every type of yarn, but I want to give people the opportunity to work with the best yarn that they can afford and to introduce them to, like color combinations and fiber combinations that they may not have worked with before and kind of encourage, encourage you to step outside your comfort zone a little bit, try something new um, and treat yourself to the good stuff. You know, it's like we all have these yarns in our stashes that we're saving for like the right project or they're a little bit fancy and you don't want to mess them up. Like, you know, we're here to help you kind of find that inspiration and give you that permission to buy the good stuff and use it. Like like that little black dress you have in your closet. Like it's just hanging yeah. out there for what? Like get it out. Wear it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
0: love that. I love that. You have really great yarns, and I'm totally 100% behind you. And it's like you have the story behind the yarn; it just makes that purchase so much more meaningful. Um, That's actually one of the reasons why I started the podcast is I want I wanted knitters and crocheters to understand not only the yarn but the people behind the designs, the people behind the books. Like, I just feel like. You know, like people who might not know your store, but are in your vicinity will come to your store now and they know your story. And it just, it just means something more. And we're in such a personable industry and craft that it just makes sense that you would have this connection with the people that make the fiber that you have such a connection with. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And it
2: really makes doing business more pleasurable because you know, the people that you're emailing or calling and we're, we're constantly collaborating and trying to lift each other up because there, are you know, it's a competitive industry. There's a lot of, there's a lot of great yarn out there that's vying for knitter and crocheters attention. And so, you know, the more we can, kind of support one another and lift one another up, the more we can grow and um, do great things in this community. And I really, you know, I want to support other people who are, who are, you know, have their necks out there and are trying to, trying to make their businesses work. And um, (laughs) yeah. And that's not to say that we don't work with big companies either, but um, I I want to know the people who are running them
0: too and what their story is. So. Right I'm totally yeah. with you, a rising tide lifts all boats, right That's Absolutely. What, I mean, Like lifts everybody up, and it happens yeah i'm to- i'm so I so understand so one of the things <laughs> that you have done that I think is spectacular is you have worked hand in hand with indie designers or not designers uh uh dyers, and collaborated with them. You just kind of uh referred to that a little bit where how you are you know talking to one other collaborating and such. Tell us more about that because I think that is something that more yarn shop owners should do to really capitalize their relationships with the yarn companies, but also to set them apart with their customer. And it makes that customer want to come back to you because you're, you are now more than just a store that provides yarn. You, you are a part of the, the community, the family, the, you know what I mean? Like you are mm-hmm. you're more. Yeah. yeah. I, going back to what we're saying
2: about like finding out people's story, it's really Um, I guess one of my goals to help share those stories so a person comes into a yarn store and you're overwhelmed with all of the beautiful colors and textures and you know maybe you don't have a project in mind but if you're wandering around and you start to get this sense that you know there's a yarn that calls out to you because you like the logo or the little story that they have on their label, that's the first inkling of connection that you have to that company. And our job at Stash is to kind of take it to the next level and um, share the backstory of those dyers with our customers and kind of do some of that storytelling. And the more that we can actually like partner and collaborate with these companies, the more we're doing that for each other. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of an example of where we've done that. Um, Cause it, it's something that we do all the time. It's just part of our business model. And so, you know, helping each out each other out with um, like social media and blog posts and interviews and, um, custom colorways, that's something that we've done a lot that um, does help set our store apart and is a really fun creative challenge because I'm, I'm not a dyer and understanding how color looks on different fibers is like magic to me. And I'm really in awe of what um, these dyers are capable of. And so to partner with a dyer and be like, hey, I'm thinking about, You know, yarns that remind us of, you know, the wildflower field here in the Willamette Valley. Um, To see their interpretation of that, it's really fun. And so we try to do those kinds of partnerships as often as possible. Um, We have one coming out next month in June that's going to be all about donuts. And so we have a yarn that's like a, a sprinkle theme, and we have a donut project bag and a donut stitch marker. And... we're going to do the photo shoot at our donut shop next door. And so it's just really fun to kind of play with those ideas and like that tell a story on their own while also like bringing together these
0: other small businesses. I love it. I love it. Well, tell me about the yarn story collection. Sure. So that was something that kind
2: of came out of this desire to share more of our vendors stories and also a way to work with people that we don't stock in the store either because they don't do wholesale or their wait list is huge or whatever so um partway through 2015 i started having this idea of like you know we should do a monthly yarn subscription or a yarn club or you know kind of exploring all of those ideas And what we ended up coming up with, uh, um, my shop manager Liz and I, was the idea of a monthly stash-exclusive yarn for a whole year. And we were constantly striving to keep things simple because I have a lot of ideas and I can overcomplicate things really quickly. And so we decided not to do a subscription or anything like that. And it was just first come, first serve each month. And so we partnered with 12 Indie Dyers for the year. And um, I can share the link to that list in the comments here. Um, It was really fun to kind of reach out to them and share my harebrained idea and see what people thought of it and if they wanted to participate. And much to my surprise and delight, everybody said yes, which was really exciting. And, uh, yeah, so then we had – to follow through on like making this happen. And Marley, there are so many logistics behind this kind of thing, as I'm sure, you know, that um, you can't imagine. It's (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's a whole other job.
2: It is, it is. And so, you know, yes, let's get these 12 fun yarns, but then you're like scheduling it. Um, photographing it, setting up the web store, shipping. um, And then the other part of it was taking the time to do an interview with each of the dyers. So like our first yarn that came out, in January was from Hazelnuts. And so I asked each dyer if they would either like to write an essay for our blog or do an interview. And Wendy from Hazelnuts wrote a beautiful essay about like telling her story of how she got started as a dyer and turned it into a business. And and they all kind of shared that um, story and and really dived into what inspires them how they come up with colorway ideas, um, how they balance their personal knitting and their work knitting. Cause these dyers are always knitting samples out of their own stuff. Right. Um, and yeah, it was fun to kind of ask some of those big questions and, and find out about how they're inspired and how they work, but also just some silly ones too. So that was the basis of the idea. And we had these 12 indie dyers and one, Collage. She came later in the year. She is not a dyer, but she's a yarn artisan who works with women in India to do hand spun yarn. And so she actually created the colorway herself by blending different colors and different fibers together and hand spinning it. And it was really fun to kind of work with her over the course of the year because she really has to get her samples into her spinners like months and months ahead of time. So her yarn came out in October, and I think we knew what it was going to look like in the spring previous. So the lead time on these kinds of things are really um,
0: interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So now you've taken all of these yarn, the yarn story collection, and you've put it together in a book. Um, Yes. And is, is the yarn still available that they made specifically for you? Yes. So a lot of the yarns sold out immediately,
2: and um, you know over the course of the year they all kind of ran their course. And so what we did just last week, the book came out, and then we also released a limited, some a limited edition sets that featured um, certain yarns from the collection. Um, so there are five kits available that you can purchase featuring um, yarns from the collection. And um, there's one kind of fun bundle where you can just get a mystery skein. I like to call it a grab bag for yarn lovers. So you get a mystery skein and the ebook, and it's definitely one of the yarns from the collection, one of the 12. Um, you just don't know which one it's going to be. So if you're feeling adventurous, that's kind of a fun way to go, and, and you get a copy of the book. Um, otherwise, the kits, we have one that is a really fun hat kit. That is kind of for beginner to intermediate knitters, um, and that features yarn from the Fiber Seed, and she's a dyer in Florida. And I love her story because um, early on she was able to bring her husband on as a full-time employee of of the Fiber Seed business, which I think is wow. awesome. <laughs> and the colorway that she did for us is called Serendipity, and she talked about talks in the book about how. The colorway came, the inspiration was initially from all the splatters of dye that came on her dye apron from when she's working. Uh-huh. And so she wanted to contrast that kind of chaotic, accidental color with a little bit of control. And so, like, half of the skein is speckled and the other half is dip-dyed. And it knits up in a really fun, fun way.
0: That is so cool.
2: And. Yeah, and then we have another kit um, from Sweet Georgia Yarns, and she did a color called Lomo Love, which um, Lomography was something that I hadn't heard about before um, talking with her about it, but it's a, a style of photography. And the colorway came out this beautiful, like, saturated, jammy purple, and it has, you know, highs and lows that go to, like, a deep eggplant, almost to a hot pink. And we have that paired with the Waiting for Rain shawl. So all of these kits are, are knit-centric, I have to say, but you, you don't have to make the pattern. You can use the yarn for whatever you want. Um, we just, you know, we saw a lot of customers making projects over the past year, and so we wanted to um, highlight the kits in a way that kind of or put the kits together in a way that highlighted the best features of the yarn.
0: I and love so, it. Yeah, we have
2: another kit from Spin Cycle Yarns, a kit from Neighborhood Fiber Company, and then a, a shawl kit from Knit Collage, which is the, the hand-spun yarn that I was talking about earlier.
0: I love it. That's so cool. The fiber seed, how she how she's able to hire her husband, that's what my husband is doing. Yeah. He's like, What is he going to make enough money. And I was like, oh, honey, I just don't think we could work together. <laughs> uh, like, hashtag life goals.
2: Yeah. I mean, how cool Uh, is that? I think um, Hazelnits does that too. She and her husband now work together on the business and the ladies at Spin Cycle, they're best friends and they built the business together from the ground up. And uh, you know, all of these people have really great stories and um, you know, it was really interesting to hear their, their origins.
0: That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Well, I know that you have to open the store today. And so it is the time and the show that we give away a prize um and would you like to tell everybody what they are either calling in for a chance to win if live or leaving a comment on the show notes if they are listening to the show after the fact oh i would love to give away two of
2: our mystery skein packs because i think they're really fun it's a way you you know you get a surprise skein of yarn and you'll get a copy of the ebook
0: i love it so guys <laughs> I told you, you would not be disappointed. You totally want to try and win this prize today. Uh, If you have not done this already, you guys really need to just put this phone number on your speed dial. It's 347 539 5589. Pick up your phone and give us a call if you are listening live. What happens is you get placed on a switchboard in my my desktop screen here, and it's just a running list of phone numbers. And we will randomly select a phone number, and that person will be the lucky winner of the mystery skein pack and the yarn story collection ebook. So pick up your phone, give us a call. I promise we don't bite. You just you know just make sure when you call in you don't have your sound on your side really loud, otherwise we're going to get feedback uh if you're not listening live don't worry there's a chance for you to win a prize as well after the podcast today Tammy my social media Medusa will put the show notes up over at marleybird.com you'll go to marleybird.com and click on the drop down menu for the blog or the podcast and you'll find the show notes for today's show in those show notes you'll find a brief synopsis of things that we've talked about including images and links so if there's something you might have missed that's the number one place you want to make sure you go While you're there at (laughs) MarleyBird.com, looking at the show notes, and you want to leave a comment on those show notes for a chance to win a prize for yourself, Mm -hmm. we will select a winner from those commenters about two to three weeks after the original broadcast of the podcast. We want to make sure that you have time to listen to the show and have time to go and leave a comment. That's why there's always um, it's a long amount of time before we select one of those winners. So if you aren't listening to this show, uh, it's been a couple weeks, chances are you still have a chance to win. Now, I keep mentioning my, my website, MarleyBird.com, right? Why do I keep doing that? Because we love your comments on Facebook. We love them on Ravelry. We love them on Blog Talk Radio and Twitter, But to be entered for a chance to win the prize, you must leave your comment on the show notes, which are only available at MarleyBird.com, because that is where Tammy goes to select a random winner. So that is what we're going to do right now. I'm going to find Tammy and get her on the line here. She's going to select the winner from a previous podcast and get the keyword from Sonia for today's podcast. That way you can include it in your comment. Tammy, are you there? I am. Good morning. Hello, I'm going to mute myself.
1: Okay. Hello Sonia. Good morning. So I just want to first off recommend everybody listen to Sonia's podcast too. Um not instead. <laughs> we don't want to we don't want you <laughs> to leave yarn thing, but definitely go and I have it on uh I get it on Stitcher Radio. I'm subscribed over over there for it and when a new episode um shows up, that's like the first episode I've got to listen to. Um when I see that it's ready to go, um, you you have a very um, interesting way of interviewing people because you really get you really kind of get the story. There's not very very many podcasts that really um, get the story, um, uh, you know, from a person about their creativity, how the pro their process of thinking, you know.
2: Yeah, thank I just you really... for listening and for saying that.
1: Well. Think well thank you. I almost got a job in your area. I was so excited. I was going to get to come to the shop and that didn't work out. I do want to ask Oh no. I do want to ask do you attend any of the events in the area. Like will you be at the Black Sheep Gathering?
2: Oh, great question. Yes, we will have a booth at Black Sheep Gathering, which is coming up in June. And then we always kind of go just to shop and hang out to the Oregon Flock and Fiber Festival, which is in Canby in the fall. And then we're also going to have a booth at Vogue Knitting Live in Seattle in I am blanking. It's in October or November.
1: So yeah, we have. It's November um, third. I'm looking forward to all three of those events that you (laughs) mentioned. So being in it being in Washington myself, those are all day trips for me. So I'll be able to um, to go and check those out. Awesome! I'll get to see you. What you and I are going to do right now is we're going to go back to the show notes from a previous podcast. This is when Marley was sharing the new striped red heart yarn, and we were talking a lot about the scrubby. And so there was a lot of comments on there, and everybody used the code phrase word scrubby um, so that they would be eligible to win the prize. And one of those uh, comments was from Linda. She says, I'm excited for this new ombre and striped yarn. I'd like to try the new Scrubby yarn too. So, thank you to Red Heart for the, that prize. We're going to get Linda connected with that. Um, did you have a code or phrase that people should use in the comments on your from your show
2: notes? Oh, I feel like the word "story" makes a lot of sense with what we've talked about today.
1: It, it does. That's a perfect uh, phrase that people sh- can use in their comment is. that's the perfect that's the perfect word story so everybody make sure
0: uh you leave your comment where at com on the show notes for today's show and include the word story so that way tammy has a chance to randomly select you for a chance to win your prize from sonia over at stash thank you tammy thank you Mute me. happy birthday all right Gotcha. Tammy has like her real job, so she's always like, make sure you see in case somebody walks in. I'm like, all right. Um, so, very cool. so, congratulations to the lucky winner of the Scrubby Yarn, um, some of my favorite yarn. Gotta admit, it's really good stuff. Uh, all right, so Sonia, <laughs> you, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> you have 51 callers. Um, that's huge. Uh, <laughs> that's
1: oh, I don't cool. think
0: <laughs> you haven't been in the fifties. I think since Drew Borski was on the podcast for a while, so you have fifty-one callers. Um, what oh, I will thanks do, you guys. Fun. <laughs> I will scroll up and down. I'm literally just taking my mouse and scrolling up and scrolling down. You tell me when to stop. Wherever my mouse hits, that will be the lucky winner.
2: So I am scrolling okay, right well, now. I'll do a three, two,
0: one, stop. Hands up. That is area code 309. I'm going to click on it. 309. Hello?
1: Hello. This is Hi. Debbie.
0: Hi, Debbie. How are you? Great, thanks. How are you, Marley? I'm doing fantastic. Even better now that I get to talk to you.
1: Yes, and <laughs> I'm in the other Bloomington. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. That was cute. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: Debbie, congratulations. You have won yourself a prize package from Sonia and stash of the uh it's the ebook and the mystery pack of yarn.
1: Oh, cool. Thank you, Sonia.
0: Absolutely. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. So fun. So fun. Are you um are you a knitter or crocheter?
1: I'm a knitter. Okay. And I just recently picked up spinning again, so oh, Boy. Oh boy. And we got a everybody yesterday? <laughs> oh
0: my goodness. I haven't went down that rabbit hole yet. I've been I, I really want to spin and I really want to weave and I really want to quilt, but I'm like holding back because I know I know myself and I have such an addictive personality that I will jump in full force and my mm-hmm. house will literally be run over by fiber. It just it there will be nothing left. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have to I hold I back. <laughs> Well, Debbie, congratulations. What I need you to do is email me. Um, You'll email winner at yarnthingpodcast.com. Winner at yarnthingpodcast.com. Make sure you put in the subject line what it is you won and include your email address and phone number. And do you need her Ravelry ID by chance, Sonia?
2: Um, I don't. Just the email uh, to send the PDF of the book and then a mailing address to send the yarn.
1: Perfect. Okay, perfect. So when you
0: send that stuff, I'll send it over to Sonia, and she'll send you your prize. Make sure you let us, like, take a picture when you get it and show us what you got.
1: Okay, we will do.
0: All right. Thanks so thanks, much. Thanks for listening. All right, I'm going to click on it. I always kind of wait because I don't know if they're going to say anything more, and I tend to cut them off. <laughs> I'm going to do that. So anyways. This has been so much fun chatting with you today. It's nice to be able to to talk to somebody who has um, a similar vision and a similar interest as me um, in the sense of, you know, really promoting everybody and just getting the stories and, and, and doing what you do well. Like, that's fantastic. Congratulations on
2: your success. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun. I've never been on a live podcast before, and it felt a little bit <laughs> like a game show, which was super fun. <laughs> so thank it's you. It's a little scary, right? It's a little scary. Oh <laughs> yeah, I was nervous, and I did oh, like an Instagram story this morning about like I'm nervous, so I got to put on my big girl panties and my lipstick <laughs> so that I feel like I've got it together. Uh, but uh, you put me at ease, and it was a lot of fun. And and oh, your good. listeners are great. So thank I'm you. Glad.
0: Oh, you're more than welcome. And then when I ever get over to your area, I'm definitely going to stop in. Like, it just sounds like an amazing so- a shop.
2: Do, yeah, it'd be nice to meet you.
0: Ditto. <laughs> uh, you know, you know well, and, and maybe we'll West, see each other at a show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Come see me there for sure because I know I'm there, but <laughs> the other ones it's it's you never know where I'm going to be, but it'd be nice to meet. <laughs> Anyways, um Absolutely. tell everybody one more time, where can they find your website? Um, and I know that on the website, it has a link to the blog, the podcast, your classes and your events and all of the good stuff mm-hmm. and more
1: information
0: about the the book and everything. So tell them what that is. So you can find
2: everything that Marley just mentioned at stashlocal.com. The name of our podcast is Stash, Creative Conversations with Makers and Doers. So you can search for that in your podcast app of choice. Um, We did just wrap up season two. So there are two seasons of interviews to go back and enjoy while we're on a little summer vacation from the podcast. And we'll be back with season three later. Um, Yeah, and then we're also Stash Local on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Ravelry.
0: Perfect, perfect. 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 Well, hopefully everybody will go and check you out and congratulations on everything. And I will definitely be tuning in just to kind of see what's going on with you.
2: Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show, Marley.
0: Well, thank you. And have fun today as you open the shop. Ah, yes, we'll do. (laughs) Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye so fun absolutely like absolutely adore her Sonia is her name everybody she is the owner of Stash as she mentioned you can find her at stashlocal.com and she is going to various fiber events there in her area and then of course check out the yarn story collection a year of yarn Um, pretty intriguing Uh, Tammy did a really good job with this one don't you guys think Uh, it's somebody I didn't know and very interesting I loved it I love that we are able to listen to a person who is a knitter share living their dream and really making it successful um and uh just living every moment as she said it is a lot of hard work but you know if you find something you love you don't work a day in your life right that's what I keep telling myself that's that's how it feels over here and uh none of that is more true than when I get a chance to do this podcast and connect with all of you and the lovely knitters, crocheters, designers, yarn shop owners, publishers, yarn makers here on the podcast. It is truly a delight, and um, I've enjoyed every minute of doing it for the past 10 years, you guys. So. With that, that brings the end of our Thursday podcast. As I mentioned, we are no longer going to be doing Thursday podcasts over the summer. I don't know if I will come back and do Tuesday, Thursdays again, starting in the fall. I'll have to make that decision when it comes time. But I just know that the summer months are super busy here uh, at the at the Yarn Thing household. Um, and I know it's busy on year end as well. So it's just a good time of year for me to kind of take a step back. And I will do shows on Tuesdays as long as I'm not traveling. So make sure you stay up to date with the travel schedule, the podcast schedule. The best way to do that is to follow me on Facebook follow me on Twitter, or more importantly, as I mentioned on Tuesday, sign up for the newsletter, we are going to start putting that out, that's actually, I'm going to put Tammy in charge of that, now that she doesn't have to do show notes on Thursday, so Tammy, yay, you're going to do that, (laughs) I just, this is her first time she heard about this guy, so I just told her her job description change, live on air, that's fantastic, I'm the great, I'm a great business person, right? Anyways, uh, thank you, Sonia, so much for joining me on the podcast today. It truly was a delight. Let's hit our exit music. Gosh, it makes me so happy. Thank you guys so very much for joining me here on the podcast. I really do enjoy it. Happy Thursday to you. Thank you to Buffalo Wool Company, Creative Bugs, Aaron Lane Bags, Craftsy.com, Stitches.Events,
1: and Red Heart Yarns. Where I'm the
0: Proud National Spokesperson. I will talk to you guys next week. Until then, I hope you have a beautiful weekend. And uh, see you later. Chat with you later. Bye.